Hello. 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 Hello, friends. It's me. It's me, Nick. Hi. Do you remember me? I uh, have a podcast named Nick Flaming Weekly. It's what you're listening to. Um, the last episode was like a month ago. It was a chat with my friend Nick Nemiroff. And hey, whoa, here I am. I'm back. It took me uh, just over a month to get this out to you. And uh, for that, I apologize. We'll call it uh, hiatus, a holiday. I was hoping to keep you entertained during that the dead zone that is December to January for many people. I don't know. Maybe you're a mall Santa. Maybe you're a uh, holiday pop-up connoisseur. Maybe you're a January seasonal worker at uh, one of the uh, many stores that is very busy during January, which I think is maybe a calendar store. Maybe. Um, either way, I w- was hoping I could be the one to entertain yes. But it wasn't me, unless you dipped into the massive archive of episodes I've recorded, besides this uh, new one. Past episodes, I believe, is, is the, the term. Yeah, I don't know. It's, if, if you're anything like me, you know how it is. Uh, things just get, they snowball, and uh, next thing you know, you can't do the things that you love that you feel like are a job, even though they don't uh, um, provide the necessary food budget to be a job. So I had to do some other things. Plus, what I was really hoping was, as you may know, uh, if you are pay close attention to this podcast, I, I went on a little trip yeah, with my little partner. And we went to Los Angeles and we took Sarah care of some cats. And uh, we did that for about two weeks at the end of the year into January. I don't think we were back until like January 8th or something. So it was a nice long trip in L.A. My second trip to L.A. in like five months. That was cool. After five years of it not being a place that I saw very much of. And... Uh, there I suddenly was, again, enjoying sun in the wintertime, which, if you are living in a winter climate like Toronto is, you know that that is uh, an, a very intense uh, time here. There has been very little sun. If there is sun, it's when it's snowy. Right now it's been gray all day. I'm having, uh, uh, you know, it's been pretty wild sleep issue-wise for the last, like, month, two months, three months. I don't even know. I'm getting up too late, going to bed too late. And in between, it, it's these games of catch-up, and then I try to be on the same schedule that a, 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 a normie, as they call them, would have, where, you know, at about 4 p.m., I'm like, let's... Let's watch The Simpsons reruns. Let's watch Growing Pains reruns. I'm basically acting like I'm 12 years old, and 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. is uh, is recreation time after a hard day at school. But this would only be school if three hours of the class were nap napperies. Anyway, I'm not trying to come off like a big-time loser. I just have 
some uh, challenges that make it a little tough, and that's okay. But I have been doing stuff. I L.A. was was really neat. I got to take uh, Sarah to my, one of my favorite theaters, the Vista Theater, where we watched Jonathan Glazer's Zone of Interest, a film about the commandant of uh, Auschwitz, Rudolf Haas. Now, in case you uh, don't know your Nazis well, maybe you know about Rudolf Haas. He's pretty famous. He was famous when I was growing up because he was like the highest ranking Nazi who was like still alive and imprisoned. But that's Rudolf Haas. Don't worry about him. He's, he's long gone. He can't hurt you anymore. But also, he's that wacky guy who just decided to fly a plane to England to try to negotiate with Churchill and then was promptly captured in like 1941. This movie is not about him. It is about Rudolf Haas, who had a similar name and ran Auschwitz. And I am, I don't know, happy is the wrong word. He was executed. So he got his just desserts. And his grandson is a Holocaust educator and not in the bad way. So how about that? Zone of Interest, though, by Jonathan Glazer. You get a chance to watch it, you should. Uh, it's understated. It is kind of chilling and depressing in its own way, but it isn't overly um, violent. It's not overly graphic. It just has this sense of the banality of evil and a really cool soundtrack. It's really well done. That director... I haven't seen a lot of his films. He did a movie called Under the Skin. He did that movie Birth years ago with Nicole Kidman. And uh, I definitely want to see way more of his movies. And then, uh, yeah, I did, did that. Did we go to any concerts? No. Didn't go to any concerts. Went to, Took a drive around Mulholland Drive. That felt uh, glamorous. Looking out over the lookout and being like, I own this town. And then... Looking into the properties I own shortly after that feeling and realizing I, I own, I do not own that town. I do not own any town. And you know what? If elected, nobody can own a town. That's going to be the first law I'm going to put in. No one can own a town. I'm looking at you, Kim Bassinger. Apparently she bought a town one time. And uh, yeah, then... Actually, over that time period, I also watched that movie Saltburn on Amazon Prime. I can't recommend it. That's all I'll say. I love that Barry Keoghan, 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 the Irish actor who is the lead in Saltburn. He's great. All the actors are great. It's just, it's not for me. And I don't think it's for you. Even if you're a millennial, Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X... It's it's bad shock. It's it, uh, I don't know. You know who knows? Some of these old shocking directors. Maybe it's John Waters' favorite movie, but it probably isn't. And you know what? If you can't impress John Waters in this theoretical thing where he's not impressed by the movie, you can't impress me. So Saltburn, I would put in the avoid category. Zone of interest that goes in the C category. And. Uh, there's going to be other movies I'm going to talk about too, but I'm going chronologically with news to tell you about. How was your New Year's? What did you do? Did you do anything? I I didn't. Not really. I mean, we stayed at home and, and uh, played a little bit of Scrabble and then gave up because it's just like spelling. That is so 2022. 
It's not even 2023. We were like way, just felt really dated to have to actually honor dictionary spelling and words that a dictionary allegedly says are words or not. It's the era of making our own facts and news. So how, how is Scrabble going to work? You know, nobody can agree what even the words are. And uh, you know, I just danced to some YouTube videos, considered going out, and then I looked at the price of like a lift or something, and hell no, I ain't paying $30, $40 to, no one, I knew very, you know, one friend of mine, I got invited by friends to parties, and uh, I didn't really know that many people at most of the parties, and, and so I was just like, $30 to take a lift to a stranger's home? I don't think so. They were very, unless, I, 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 unless they were offering to a rebate on that, those payments, uh, how could I go? So yeah. Plus I had like two New Year's to celebrate. There was the Pacific time and the Eastern time. So you had to stay home and just manage that little, little mind game that that is where different time zones are separating different different times for New Year's. Let's just get a universal time and then we'll make the time zones back to normal. But if everybody just celebrate New Year's at the exact same time, I think we'd probably have world peace. Also, YouTube is showing me all kinds of um, video recommendations, many that I don't want or expect. Lots of Schindler's List clips is what I'm getting at. And one of them is this power scene where Schindler, the titular character, played by Liam Neeson, is talking to Amon Gauth, 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 the Nazi, played by Rafe Fiennes. I know how to pronounce his name. Gauth? I think that's how the last name of that Nazi. And they're talking about power, and he's like, power, they respect the power of me shooting them anytime I want. And he's like, no. Schindler goes, no. Power is when you have the ability to shoot them, but you do not. And it's like, huh. That's something that could be learned uh, in this conflict that's going on in uh, Palestine and Israel right now. Maybe don't shoot everybody. It's about as political as I'm going to get, but that uh, situation is also a massive, uh, you know, you got gray weather and you got this gray cloud over everything of this horrible news cycle we're in. It's like, hey. And the problem is, I'm not even having like that many high and low moods, you know, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm not getting anything done. That sucks. You know, at least if I were having these cathartic cries. I haven't had my 2024 cry yet. And that's, to me, when the year starts, is when you have your big sob fest. The first one of the year. And I have yet to have it. So I think once I do that, you know, I'm going to really kick into gear. You know? Didn't do any stand-up in LA. I, I don't know. That was too hard to organize. Again, the ADHD kicks in. And the fact that I've been doing this for so long makes it hard for me to maintain the booking uh, ability back in my 20s and 30s. Oh, 
asking so many people in a week, can I do your show? Can I do your show? No. Not, not, not at this age. I'm going. Well, I don't have any shows. How could this be remedied? Message someone about a show? How about instead, I just have a cup of tea? So I didn't really do any shows in LA, and that's fine. Maybe next time. It was like the holidays. What am I going to do? There's not too many shows. Came home, did a couple shows. Then they were great fun, and I was back to normal. So, as you can see, I'm not, like, completely paralyzed. I've been doing all that stuff. Filed my taxes. Talking about ADHD victory. Um, folks, if you're afraid to do your taxes, if you're years behind on your taxes, it's not fun to talk about. Some of you are pausing the podcast to hyperventilate breathe into a paper bag. Let me tell you, you can do it. You can do it. It's doable. I respect you. And I know you can. Um, I try to think about these little victories as someone with ADHD because it's just not um, easy to feel accomplished. It's really easy to say, well, I didn't get this thing done. I didn't get this thing done. Just keep the victories simple and small, and then they will add up. This is what I keep telling myself, and I'm hoping by February it's what I'll uh, see manifest. I've also, I also haven't done a podcast because I've been like really trying to get my house in order. I tweeted something about that weeks ago. Xed that. X. Oh my god. Did you know X is trying to rebrand itself as a video first service like it's some kind of youtube tiktok alternative this is not going to work i don't want to download that app i haven't had the twitter app for ages because i felt like i was looking at it too much just use the website so i'm but I, if i want to use tiktok or something or youtube i'm not going on the website unless it's on like my computer but who's watching tiktok on their computer email me if you are at Weekly podcast at gmail.com, W E A K L Y podcast at gmail.com. Now, you can also email me about anything else, words of encouragement. You can go on my Kofi, ko fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Uh, you can try dropping me whatever you want, sending some money my way so that I can try to continue to get you this podcast. And I did do an interview for the podcast last week. That's going to come out soon. I interviewed Darren Paltrowitz, a writer and actually a private investigator as well, who's like really cool. And uh, he wrote a book called DLR Book about the influential lead singer of Van Halen for a period of time, Mr. David Lee Roth. And uh, he just, I, I was reading it on my phone. And let me tell you, I, I read a lot of that book pretty fast. And uh, meanwhile, I'm reading this book about World War One and how World War One came to happen. Fun topic. It's been about a year of me trying to read this book, maybe longer, uh, because it's not even about like the events within World War One. It's about the events that created World War One. So it's a lot of like this emissary sent a letter to this dignitary and then this ambassador had this conflict to worry about on this day and it's just very dense but i think that that meshes well with me because i am dense 
So I'm more willing to read. You know, I had this uncle. All he read was autobiographies and biographies. I, I, I'm. I, it's so easy to read them. But that's not all that I want to read. And I beg of you to tell me how I can read some darn good fiction because I'm behind on reading fiction. You know. I have, and my sister, to help for the holidays, she bought me, uh, um, yeah, and I call them the holidays, because it's like, yeah, okay, I celebrate Christmas, but then I also celebrate Passover, and it's like, not that Passover's around Christmas, but it's just like, I don't know, just general religious times. Uh, my sister bought me Mel Brooks's autobiography, which I cannot wait to hear, uh, listen to. I mean, read. <laughs> it's not an audiobook. I'll have to wait to hear it, and I'll have to wait to listen to it, because I only have the physical hardcover copy, and uh, I can't wait. I love Mel Brooks. Do I love every one of his movies? Maybe not. But do I love everything about him? Yes. Do I love a bunch of things he made? Yes, I do. Mel Brooks gets the okay, and uh, he's old as hell, and I hope he stays old as hell in a living sense. Yeah, so I'm just kind of giving you a list of things that have happened over the last few weeks. I don't know, like there's just, you know, come from the sun. We got to go in hot tubs and then, you know, you come back here and the first day I was back, it was like drizzling rain and I found that entertaining and decent for like a little while. And then I just thought to myself, okay, this is getting tired, you know. So yesterday I got had a long period of time out of the house getting rained on the whole time came back around 5pm with stuff to do I was knocked out for 3 or 4 hours I was just like, I can't do anything so, you heard it here first folks, these are what I want to do in the next month and a half I just want to get my energy levels back up, I want to get some exercise in and uh, I don't know what else I want to keep doing this podcast so I'm going to give you a little. Oh, and then there's a couple more movies I should tell you about that I saw. I saw that movie Licorice Pizza. Which is by Paul Tam- Paul Thomas Anderson, PTA. The director of Magnolia, Boogie Nights, all that stuff. The Master. And then I think Licorice Pizza is the most recent one, although he has another one coming out soon. And Licorice Pizza... I'll tell you something fun about Licorice Pizza. There are two leads. One of them is one of the sisters from Haim, that uh, group of of sisters, the musical group. And then the other actor, the male lead, is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. How cool is that? Not only that Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is doing acting, but also... That Paul Thomas Anderson, who put Philip Seymour Hoffman in so many memorable roles, uh, cast him in a film. So those are that's a plus for Licorice Pizza, which is set in the 70s. And it's about, it's loosely, it's set in L.A. in the Valley. And uh, it's loosely based on probably elements of Paul Thomas Anderson's childhood, but definitely uh, this producer he, who he worked with or who he knows in his life and it's about this kind of will they won't they budding relationship between a 15 year old 
boy and a 28-year-old or 26-year-old woman. And but it's presented very cutely. It's kind of got the vibe of one of like Richard Linklater, the uh, director of Dates and Confused, like his 70s movies, uh, which one of which is Dates and Confused, and the other one is, uh, I don't remember the name, but it's about baseball. And uh, I like both those movies. And it's got that same sort of zone, and people were like, ew, it's about like a underage guy, a, a kid and an older woman. And it's like, yeah, that's like sketchy has that happened probably did that happen in the 70s definitely and also <clears throat> even though i may not approve or feel comfortable about the relationship it's a movie so what am i gonna do you know what what are we gonna do it's a movie it's not gonna its existence won't hurt anybody as far as i know so yeah licorice pizza i would say I think I had zone of interest in the you should see it saltburn in the avoid licorice pizzas like a maybe you know definitely if you were in a relationship with an older person where you felt taken advantage of and that being reminded of that makes you feel bad <laughs> don't watch it if you kind of just like watching movies and long scene long shots of people running Go for licorice pizza, which is named after a uh, record store chain that we saw when we were, I think we were in Burbank, which is not the valley, but it's, it's on the way. And uh, I didn't put that together. I literally thought, because it, it's licorice pizza, I guess, means vinyl record. I just thought it was a reference to vinyl records in general. This was it's referencing a specific franchise. How about that? Wow. Wow. Just fun facts all around about these films. And then uh, the other movie I saw, <clears throat> as you know, I like to sort of, uh, what do I like to call it? I'm like the go-between for items. I'll pick an item up. I might like having it around. And then next thing you know, I'm uh, selling it to somebody. And something, and so we were doing all kinds of this thrifting when we were in Los Angeles. Super fun. And in Burbank, <clears throat> there's quite a few charity like thrift stores. And uh, I picked up a DVD of something I'd always kind of thought was like a neat thing because you know I'm a I'm a bordering bordering Gen X, a allegedly millennial type of guy, and uh, which means I'm in between all all identifiable generational labels, which is why it's so hard to relate to me. But unless, of course, you're my relative. Um, <clears throat> original Gangsters. I see this at like a church thrift store. <clears throat> what is Original Gangsters, you may ask? I didn't know much about it. It was like a figment of my brain because it came out in the late 90s and it was just such a fun idea because this was when all the people my age were discovering stuff about, you know, Dolomite and all these sort of 70s, what they called black exploitation movies and, you know, figures from the 70s and Jackie Brown just came out. So this movie stars Pam Greer is in it. Fred Williamson 
is in it, who played Black Caesar in the same film of the same name. And Jim Brown is in it. Now, Jim Brown is a football player with a very checkered history, but who also was viewed as uh, quite the role model in uh, a lot of uh, civil rights situations. Civil rights, more like uncivil whites. Not very civilized at the time of civil rights, a great deal of white people. Anyway, <clears throat> so this movie, Original Gangsters, I always thought it was like a straight-to-video, kind of like cashing in on the whole craze, Tarantino kind of driven... 70s exploitation resurgence that happened in the mid in the mid to late 1990s and maybe you could say it is but i was into it because someone tipped me off to something really fun uh the director of this movie was larry cohen who did the movie it's alive and all these uh 70s and 80s um kind of b movies that were well made and I was like, oh, that changes everything because this is going to be nuts. And it is nuts. And it has some really fun actors in it. The rapper Shaheem is in it, a.k.a. the Rugged Child, uh, who is like a teenage Wu-Tang affiliate who unfortunately went to jail later. I think he's also in the um, TLC video for uh, Waterfalls. And uh, Robert Forster from Jackie Brown is in it. And my God. This is a wild movie. It's got... Uh, it's total B-movie stuff. It is ridiculous. It is like a fantasy of saving your neighborhood. And it... Uh, I give it two thumbs up. Original Gangsters. Check it out if you like insanity, violence, and... Uh, schlock in a good way. And, and tropes tropes that are cliches, sure, but appropriate for the plot, the film. So I'm all about original gangsters. That is in the watch. So have, <laughs> have a great night watching original gangsters and zone of interest to uh, different kinds of nightmares movies. Um, yeah, so just a few movie recommendations telling you a bit about my life. And now I'm going to end the podcast reading you a little something from the Dialectical Behavioral Therapy Skills Workbook, which in the past I have read for uh, things from. It's a very helpful book of exercises that uh, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, Behavior Therapy, otherwise known as DBT, is uh, something that has helped a lot of people manage their emotions. Um, some prefer it to things like cognitive behavioral therapy. And... Um, I'm opening a random page and I'm going to read you a little page. This is uh, the Dialectical Behavioral Behavior Therapy Skills Workbook by Matthew McKay, PhD, Jeffrey C. Wood, PSY.D, and Jeffrey Brantley, MD. This is called Overcoming the Barriers to Healthy Emotions. Now that you've started to recognize your emotions more fully, so hopefully you've Started organizing your emotions more fully. Let's pretend we all have. Hopefully, you're all noticing how your emotions can influence your behaviors and thoughts. Please look carefully at the following diagram. I'll try to describe this diagram to you. It goes emotions, 
create behaviors. Behaviors and thoughts can create thoughts. Thoughts can create emotions, which can create behaviors, which can create thoughts, which can create emotions. Or thoughts can create behaviors, which then creates emotions, which then creates thoughts. See what I'm saying? Thoughts create emotions, create behaviors, create more thoughts. Pretty intense. This diagram depicts how your emotions can influence your thoughts and behaviors, and also how your emotions can be affected by your thoughts and behaviors. For example, Jim lost his favorite watch, a behavior. He felt sad, an emotion. And then he thought to himself, I'm so absent-minded, I'm an idiot, a thought. But this thought just made him feel more depressed, an emotion. So he went home and got drunk, a behavior, and later felt ashamed, an emotion. Do you see? how your emotions can be both the result and the cause of your thoughts and behaviors. That's amazing. Really important to remember that. I know what you might think, well, that's a simple, of course, that's logical, but sometimes our emotions and thoughts can, uh, be, we can confuse them with our behaviors and just keep the space and then actually do something that is uh, a factually destructive move, AKA behavior. This can become a vicious cycle for your emotions if you get caught in self-destructive behaviors or self-critical thinking. But this cycle can also lead to more fulfilling emotional experiences if you engage in healthy behaviors and self-affirming thoughts. For example, maybe after Jim lost his watch, a behavior, and felt sad, an emotion, he could have used a coping thought like, mistakes happen, nobody's perfect. Then he might have been able to forgive himself for his mistake, another thought, and continue his day, feeling at ease, an emotion. Or after feeling sad about losing his watch, maybe he could have gone for a long walk, a behavior which would have made him feel refreshed, an emotion. There were many coping thoughts and behaviors Jim could have used to prevent getting caught in a cycle of distressing emotions. So what can I say? If something happens that makes you feel bad, you can totally feel bad. You can feel sad. But try to avoid transforming that into a behavior that makes you feel more sad. This is one of the great challenges we face, but and, and we're not going to get it right every time. But the more that we're able to employ this, the more that we'll be able to employ this in the future. Or at least the more that we do, those are times that we've done it and we haven't succumbed to negative behaviors. And it's all about small steps. If you had five circumstances where your negative thought caused a negative uh, behavior that affected you negatively, um, but there were five other times where you managed to get past it, well that's five times you managed to get past it. And that's got to be your starting point or else it's going to feel like way more of a burden trying to do it and so this episode was not easy for me to get to I often would look over to my right from the couch and say I've got to do this episode but whatever was getting in the way was getting in the way and that probably gave me bad feelings which made it harder to do the episode that's the secret sometimes of why it's these don't come out as regularly as I want just some sort of a fear mechanism and then a shame over the fear Blah, 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 blah. You get it. I know you get it. You're very smart. 
I'd like to crib from your notes in class if we're in school together in the future. Thanks for listening. I think it's January 24th. I am going to wish you not a happy new year because I think we're past that, but just a successful 2024. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace.